الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومطاعنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فقد قال الله تعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وأن المساجد لله فلا تدعوا مع الله أحدا صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم المسجد بيت كل تقي وتكفل الله لمن كان المسجد بيته بروح بالروح والرحمة والجواز على السراء إلى رضوان الله وإلى الجنة وكما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Respected ulama-i kiram, elders, beloved brothers in Islam. As we are aware, the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is going through a very, very difficult and a trying period. Such are the images and reports of atrocities, of persecution, of mass slaughter, of innocent Muslim women and children, of whole, whole localities being wiped out, of food and basic necessities of life, being cut off, that one does not have to be a Muslim to feel the pain and the hurt to witness these unbearable scenes. Even if there is a vestige of humanity left in an individual, whether he be Muslim or kafir, he cannot help but be enraged and deeply affected by what one can only describe as being a level of atrocity that one feels that if even the rocks and stones had eyes they also would begin to cry. Iman that is within us My respected brothers, this is the cornerstone of our faith. However, Iman is not something that is tangible. You can't see it. It hasn't got a shape or form. Nor are you able to take a measuring tape or some scale and weigh your Iman. But there are certain yardsticks, call it thermometers, gauging principles 
that our beloved and our noble master sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has given us by which we can gauge the level of our iman. And the fact of the matter, my respected brothers, in the face of the current situation that the ummah is facing, if we are still in a mental state to be planning some vacation or holiday, or we are still interested or carried away by useless sports activities, and we are still carrying on our lives, planning all sorts of useless activities, then this is a grave, an extremely grave indictment about the level of our iman. Our Master sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, Mathalul mu'mineen fi tawaddihim wa tarahumihim wa ta'atufihim kamathali jasadin wahid idha ishtaka udhum min tada'a lahu sairul jasad bisahari wal humma analogy Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gives he says the example of the Muslim ummah is that know and understand compartmentalization is impossible, it goes against Iman. It's not a Gaza problem and not a Palestine problem and not a Kashmir problem and not a Burma problem. He said the example of a believer of that Iman which is within you is that wherever this Ummah is suffering, Wherever there is pain, wherever there is affliction, wherever there is hardship, wherever there is persecution, wherever there is oppression, he said the entire ummah will come together like one body. Their pain will be felt by you. Their hurt will be felt by you. It's not somebody else's mother, it's not somebody else's sister, it's not somebody else's child. But you are one ummah. You are united by the brotherhood of Islam. He said, Mathalul Mu'mineen, the example of Iman in your mutual love for one another, in your mutual mercy for one another, in your mutual compassion, sympathy, empathy with one another. He said, is like one body. When the head is paining, the whole body does not disassociate itself from the head. But the whole body works in unison to address the pain in that one limb. Why? Because it is one body. To such an extent, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Bisahari wal humma. He said the whole body becomes sleepless. The fever affects the entire body. The sleeplessness affects the entire body. You and I, as people of Iman, it is impossible for us to be at ease. It is impossible for us, our lives to be carrying on unaffected. It is impossible for us to be planning Allah's masiyat and Allah's disobedience as if nothing has happened. The iman within us demands that their pain be shared, 
their hurt be shared, their persecution be shared. And if nothing else, at least, at least the door to dua should be open. At least we should be digging deep in our pockets. Whatever Allah has given us, in whatever way or manner, we can assist those that are oppressed. We can assist those that are being persecuted mercilessly. The iman within us demands that no holes be barred. Khalat conditions in this world understand there is no superpower in control. There is no system of humanity in control. Halat and conditions in this world primarily are in the hands of Allah. When it comes to those that are being slaughtered, when it comes to those that are being hurt and maimed and persecuted, know and understand. One, we feel their pain, but together with that, our Master sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, La yazalul balaw bil mu'min. فِي نَفْسِهِ وَمَالِهِ وَوَلَدِهِ This will always be Allah's system. This world is not a paradise. Nor is this world the place of justice. Justice, that day is coming. وَنَذَعُ الْمَوَازِينَ الْقِسْطَ لِيَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ فَلَا تُذْلَمُ نَفْسٌ شَيْئًا Allah says that day is coming when we will set up the scales of justice. There there will be no zulam. There there will be no oppression. Allah does not make zulam on anyone. In this world, you will be tested. Allah's Rasul said, the true believers, the chosen ones of Allah, so far as their life, so far as their properties, so far as their families, bala, musibat, trials, tribulations will come. Not because Allah has forsaken them. Not because Allah has abandoned them, na'uzubillah. What is the underlying wisdom behind this? Another hadith Rasulullah wasallam said to such an extent, la nasab, wala ham, wala huzn. He said, no grief, no hurt, no pain in the heart, no oppression, no hardship. To this extent, my master sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, even the thorn that is pricking them, even that hurt will not go to in vain. Allah will repay them. Allah will reward them. Allah will wipe away their sins. Allah will raise their ranks. In the first hadith which I mentioned, my Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Hatta yalqallah wa ma'alayhi khati'ah. They will meet Allah in such a situation, in such a condition that not a single sin will remain on them. This is Allah's washing machine. This is Allah's process of Rafi Darajat. They are the chosen ones of Allah. And do not feel 
that because of military might and because of owning the press and the media and controlling the narrative that the truth will change or that the zalim and the oppressor will get away. Allah's system is different. This is Quran. وَمَنْ أَسْدَقُ مِنَ اللَّهِ قِيلًا وَمَنْ أَسْدَقُ مِنَ اللَّهِ حَدِيثًا وَتَمَّتْ كَلِمَةُ رَبِّكَ صِدْقًا وَعَدَلًا لَا مُبَدِّلَ لِكَلِمَاتِهِ لَا تَبْدِيلَ لِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ إِنَّهُ لَقَوْلٌ فَصْلٌ وَمَا هُوَ بِالْهَزْلِ This is Quran. There is no speech more truthful than this. My Allah calls out, وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ اللَّهَ غَافِلًا عَمَّا يَعْمَلُ الظَّالِمُونَ Do not think for one second. That Allah is oblivious or unaware of what the what the oppressors are doing. Innama yuakhiruhum, innama yuakhiruhum liyomin tashkasu fihi al-absar, muhtiin muqni rusihim, la yartadu ilayhim tarfuhum, wa afidatuhum sawa, wa anzirin nas yom yatihim al-adab. Do not think that Allah is negligent. Allah is unaware. Allah is oblivious. Of what the zalimin and the oppressors are doing. Allah is giving them grace. Innama yuakhirum. A day is coming. The day of justice. The day when retribution will be exacted in the courts of Allah. Allah has not abandoned this ummah. This is not a time of despondence. On the one hand, Allah is raising them. Allah is elevating them. Such, such, akhirat awaits them that by the qasam of my Allah, if you and I had to see that, if you and I had to see that day, when they will see it by the qasam of my Allah, they will say to Allah, send us back to the world, we want to experience the pain again. And if you and I had to see that, although we don't ask for this, we don't make this dua, but if you and I had to see that, there would be nothing but envy. There would be nothing but envy at the realization at what Allah has kept for them. On the one hand, our du'as are required. On the other hand, our financial assistance to whatever extent is possible is required. And more importantly, Understand my respected brothers, halat and conditions in this world, this is not a blind system, this is a wake-up call. This is ibrat. This is a time for you and I to take stock. Few, some time back, some time back it was Kashmir, then it was Burma, then it was Syria, then it was Iraq, then it was Palestine. These are not blind occurrences. This is a wake-up call. لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ Come back to Allah. Any attempt, any attempt by you or myself to understand this situation and to address this, Having taken Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, having taken Quran and Hadith, having taken Deen and Shariat out of the equation, 
blame the media, blame the superpowers, blame technological might, blame armies, play the blame game, look everywhere else but at ourselves. And by the qasam of my Allah, has has no Isusab Rahmatullah to say, Aj Ummat, Aj Ummat Pareshani Mehe, or is Pareshani se Nikal Nekelie, Ace Raste Estemal Karejis se Pareshani Bartahe. Today the Ummat is in a malady, in a plight. And it is trying to address its plight and its melody. In those avenues which will in fact exacerbate and worsen the problem. We have to internalize. We have to take a thermometer and check within ourselves how much is my life and my attitude to deen and shariat and my adherence to the commands of Allah. How much is it contributing to the current situation? وَمَا أَصَابَكُمْ مِنْ مُسِيبَةٍ فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ Allah commands us at the time of musibah, at the time of calamity, at the time of strife, look within your own actions. Take a thermometer and check. No other ummat, no other ummat and no other nabi is mentioned more often in the Qur'an. Then Musa salam and the Bani Israel. 28 Jews of the Qur'an. Allah mentions Musa salam. Allah mentions the Bani Israel. More than any other Nabi, more than any other Ummah, this Ummah is mentioned. And our Master sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لَيَأْتِيَنَّ عَلَىٰ أُمَّتِي كَمَا أَتَىٰ عَلَىٰ بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلِ حَذْوَ النَّعْلِ بِالنَّعْلِ Musa salam, Bani Israel, halat, conditions, throughout Qur'an. Qur'an was not revealed for the Bani Israel. Qur'an was not revealed at the time of Musa salam. Why does Allah speak so much about this? My Nabi salam said, my ummat will follow the Bani Israel. He said, Hadwan na'li bin na'al. We find this expression in hadith. One is you follow someone from a distance. The other is you make mubalagha, you stress, you emphasize, you meticulously follow. How it does it mean to meticulously follow? Khadwan na'li bin na'al, where he puts his foot in the ground, put your foot on the exact same spot. He said, to that extent, my ummah will follow the Bani Israel. Rewai the Bukhari Sharif and Muslim Sharif, mafum of the hadith, he said, if they are to fall into a pit, you will fall into the same pit. In this hadith, Nabi Islam said, if someone from the Bani Israel commits incest with his mother, someone from my ummah will do the same thing. This ummah will face what the Bani Israel face. The difference, Allah made this the ummah of the Qur'an. Allah used that ummah as an example that take your heed, take your lesson, take your ibrah, take your direction, understand Allah's sunnah. إِنَّ فِرْعَوْنَ عَلَىٰ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَجَعَلَ أَهْلَىٰ شِعَيْ يَسْتَضْعِفُ أَبْنَاهُمْ يُذَّبِّحُ أَبْنَاهُمْ وَيَسْتَحْيِي نِسَاهُمْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ مِنَ الْمُفْسِدِينَ How many places Allah describes the atrocity, the persecution of Fir'aun. 
The babies of the Bani Israel were slaughtered. Their women were enslaved. They were locked up in a prison. They had absolutely no freedom. The might and the tyranny of Fir'aun on a daily basis was crushing the Bani Israel. Musa alayhi salam is sent. Allah's sunnah is explained. What was the call of Musa alayhi salam? What was the effort that he made? Did Allah send him with some army? Did Allah send him with some military or some technology or some weaponry that didn't exist at the time of Fir'aun? How did Allah change the conditions? How did succor and comfort come to the Bani Israel? We are commanded, لَقَدْ كَانَ فِي قَصَصِهِمْ عِبْرَةٌ لِيُّلِ الْأَلْبَابِ For you in the incident of Anbiya Alayhi Wasallam are a wake-up call, are a ibrat, are a lesson for the people of intelligence. Occasion of Jummah, it's too, no, no, it's impossible to go into the details, but the crux, one or two important points, what was the effort that Musa Alayhi made? When the Bani Israel said to him, that, O oh Musa, we are being persecuted. Innahu lamin al-musrifeen. Fir'aun is crushing us. What must we do? In kuntum amantum billah, fa'alayhi tawakkalu. In kuntum muslimin, faqalu, ala Allahi tawakkalna, rabbana, la taj'alna fitnatan lilqawmi zalimin, wanajjina birahmatika minal qawmil kafirin. First thing, Musa alayhi salam said, develop your iman. Develop your trust and your faith in Allah. Understand, no press, no media, no superpower is coming to your assistance. Chant, beg them, turn to them, call out to them, besides Allah, they will not hear you. They are not your friends. Don't be fools. Halat and conditions are there to come back to Allah. Knock the door of Allah. Today we are prepared very quickly to chant slogans, to paint ourselves in the color of certain flags. We are very quickly prepared to march upon embassies. But ask ourselves the question, that same large group that is marching, tomorrow morning at the time of Fajr, when that Muazzin will call out Allah's call, when Allah's proclaimer will say, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allah is the greatest. Come back to Allah. Hayya al-salah, hayya al-falah. Where are the same marches? Where are the same champions of Islam? Where are the same warriors of Islam? Where are those who are showing their affinity with the oppressors? With the oppressed ones? Where are we at the time of tahajjud? Where are we at the time of Fajr? My Nabi said, Man salla subha fi jama'atin fahuwa fi dhimmatillah. He said, if this ummat, if this ummat will make its Fajr salah with jama'at, individually, that individual, collectively, the ummat, what will happen? They will be in the direct protection of Allah. They will have signed a pact a treaty, a coalition with Allah. 
so that anyone that attacks them now, they have attacked Allah. فَهُوَ فِي ذِمَّةِ اللَّهِ فَهُوَ فِي ذِمَّةِ اللَّهِ You will be in the direct protection of Allah. Coming back, Musa salam commanded the Bani Israel, first effort, Iman. First effort, Tawakkul. First effort, turn the gaze of this heart away. Away from Fir'aun and the might of his army, turn the gaze of this heart to the might of Allah, to the Qudrat of Allah, to the power of Allah, to the system of Allah. Put your reliance and your trust upon Allah. Beg from Allah. Cry out to Allah. In kuntum amantum billah, faalehi tawakkalu. Place your trust upon Allah. What did the Bani Israel say? Musa, we have heeded your call. And then they raised their hands. Rabbana, la taj'alna fitnatan lil zalimin. Allah, save us. Do not let us become. Do not let us become a fitna, a test for these oppressors. لا تجعلنا فتنة للقوم الظالمين ونجنا برحمتك من القوم الكافرين يا الله give us نجات يا الله give us salvation from this kafir nation second effort second effort and on these two things Quran comes down وبشر المؤمنين Allah once these two conditions had been fulfilled one condition iman توكل trust Turning to Allah, developing one's iman. The second, ijalu buyutakum qiblata wa aqimu salah wa bashiril mu'mineen. The second condition, this is Quran. This is Quran, Khan Kol Karsulena. Listen with the ears of iman. The tyranny, the might, the persecution, the oppression of this army that was crushing the ummah at that time. What does Musa salam say to them? Ij'alu buyutakum qibla wa aqimus salam. Make every home a masjid. Make every home a masjid and establish salah. Establish salah. Establish salah. I don't like to say this, Allah protect us. But my respected brothers, if this ummah is not in the masjid at the time of fajr, it is a clear indication that the heart is dead. The heart has become hard. How can we hear the cries of those little babies? How can we see the level of the oppression and the carnage? And still this doesn't awake the spark of iman within us to put our heads before Allah on the ground. Allah says, فَلَوْلَا إِذْ جَاهُمْ بَأْسُنَا تَضَرَّعُوا When the halat, when the conditions come, what is wrong with you? Why are you not coming back to Allah? Quran tells us, لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَدَرَّعُونَ Allah brings this, not because Allah has forsaken you. لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَدَرَّعُونَ So that you come back to Allah. We've got time for that mobile phone. We've got time for holidays. We've got time for vacations. We've got time for frivolous activities. 
Where is the ummah at the time of salah? This is Bani Israel. This is Bani Israel. Ihtimam of masjid. Ihtimam of masjid was not, masjid was not emphasized for that ummah as much as it is emphasized for this ummah. My Nabi, read the seerah, read the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In his entire life, my Nabi never established a court. He never established a marriage registrar. He never established a, an assembly point. He never established a meeting point for delegations. He never established some room somewhere, or some court somewhere, or some building somewhere to decide the distribution of jamaat. Throughout the entire life of my noble master sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, marriage registrar was the masjid. His office was the masjid. His meeting point was the masjid. His place to give decisions on Islam, on matters of Islamic jurisprudence, arbitration was the masjid. He connected and linked the entire ummah with the masjid. Musa salam's ummah is told this. Ten times greater is the emphasis of masjid for this ummah. The hadith which I mentioned in the beginning, what does my master say? Al-Masjidu Baytu Kulli Taqi. Al-Masjidu Baytu Kulli Taqi. My master sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Masjid is the home. Home. The word bait is used. Same word which Allah uses for Kaabatullah. Inna awwala bait. The first masjid on this earth. Inna awwala bait. Wudhiya linnas. Lalladhi bibakkata mubaraka wa hudallil alameen. Fihi ayat. Bayinat. Maqamu Ibrahim. Wa man dakhalahu. Kana amina. Quran is telling us when masjid will be alive. When on the foundation of Kaabatullah. The starving Ismail and Hajar السلام, were fed from the unseen. The hearts of humanity were turned with compassion and love towards that place. Barkat came down. Hidayat came down. The hidden help of Allah came down. In this is Ishara. Wherever throughout the earth, Masjid will be established on the same principles as Masjid and Nabawi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah will sustain this ummah from the unseen. Allah's barakat, Allah's hidayat, Allah's help, Allah's succor, Allah's comfort, Allah's changing the system of this world. On the foundation of Masjid. We want complex solution. There are no complex solution. It's simple. Kalima namaz. Kalima namaz. Kalima namaz. Come back to Allah. Come back to Allah. Knock the door of Allah. Hazrat Muhammad Yusuf Sahib Rahmatullah used to say, march as, what, as much as you want. Chant slogans as much as you want. Misdirect your energy in whatever direction you want. But know and understand this is Allah's system. This is Allah's system. This is Allah's system. If the majma, if the majma of Fajr Salah is not the same as the majma of Juma Salah, the tide will not change. When the Fajr Salah Jamaat will become the same as the Jummah Salah Jamaat, Allah's Qasam, then see how battle will fall. Then see how Allah's help will come. 
Thousands are prepared to march. Where are those thousands at the time of Salah? Thousands are prepared to raise slogans championing the cause of Islam. Do that or don't do that, I'm not even going into that. But where are our priorities? Why are our masjid still empty? Particularly Fajr. The thermometer, the yardstick is Fajr. The one who will make Fajr Salah with Jamaat, he has raised the flag of Rahman. The one who misses his Fajr Salah, he is moving with the flag of Shaitan. How is Allah's help going to come? How is Allah's help going to come? How are the conditions going to change? We are making mazak with Allah. We are mocking at Allah. Allah protect us. This ummah has to come back to the masjid. Bani Israel were commanded. Iman, namaz, iman, namaz, connection with the masjid. Coming back to that hadith, my Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-masjidu, baytu kulli taqi. He said, masjid is the home. In other words, a moment, his life revolves around the masjid. These five a'mal of masjid that Allah opened upon our elders. Mala Ilyas sahab rahmatullahi Mala Yusuf sahab rahmatullahi Mala Inamul Hassan sahab rahmatullahi This call Masjid Abadi Amal of Masjid Giving time to the Masjid This is not something that was planned Or came up in their mind somewhere This is something taken directly From the seerah of Rasulullah Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Look at the lives of Sahaba Look at their connection with masjid. What was the connection of my Nabi Sallallahu with masjid? His whole life revolved around the masjid. To that extent that he said, Ma bayna bayti wa mimbari riyadil jannah. He said that piece of ground that was his masjid. He said it is a garden of jannah on this earth. For you and I to understand the importance of masjid. Not that we fight with one another to go read two rakats namaz in rawdatul jannah. That's in its place. But what sabbath did we take? What lesson did we take? That you read that Turaqat Nafil Salah in Roda and your own masjid is empty? Your entire locality is away from the masjid? Go door to door. Go person to person. We want to show solidarity with our oppressed brothers. We want to show, show solidarity with those who are suffering. This is the solidarity. Connect the ummah with the masjid. Bring them back to the door of Allah and then see how conditions will change. Al-Masjidu, Baytu Kulli Taqi. My Nabi Islam said, the masjid is the house. Your life revolves. Taqwa, Iman demands this. Ida ra'aytumul ladhina ya'tadul masjid. He said, if you see someone coming, going, coming, going, sometimes in mashwara, sometimes in ta'aleem, sometimes in this amal, sometimes in that amal, coming and going, connected with the masjid all the time. My Nabi says, fashadu lahu bin iman. Give gawa, give testimony, this is iman. He said, it is the house of taqwa, masjid, baytu kulli taqi. And what will Allah give you? I've run out of time, I'm terminating on this. Five things. Five things. Those that are suffering, Allah elevate them. 
Allah give them the highest stages in Jannah. Allah send down His help, His Nusrat. Allah protect them. Keep them in our du'as. Strive for them. Cry for them. But take the lesson. Show our solidarity with them in a manner that will count. Show, share their pain in a manner that will count. What will count? Let that qurbani and sacrifice be a means of us causing the spark and the embers of iman to rise within us. Bring the ummah back to the masjid, my Nabi said. If your life will revolve around the masjid, Allah will give you five things. Allah is your kafil. Allah is your guarantor of five things. Allah will give you rahat. You will be safe from depression. You will be safe from worries. You will have ease. You will have tranquility. You will be the recipient of Allah's rahmat and mercy. With rahmat is protection. Rahat, mercy, protection. Third thing my Nabi said, if the masjid, your life will revolve around the masjid. Five amal, our elders have simplified it for us. Five times salah in the masjid. Amal of masjid. Attaching ourselves with the fikr of masjid. Going out person to person. Bringing them back to the masjid. Third thing my Nabi promises. Allah is your kafil. Allah is your guarantor. Waljiwazi ala sirah. You will cross the sirat with the speed of lightning. Ila ridwanillah. And what, will you, what, will, what you will receive after that? The pleasure of Allah. Allah will be happy with you. Allah will be happy with you. Allah will be happy with you. And the fifth, the accolade, the crowning glory, my Nabi Salaam said, the one who will make the masjid his home is a jannati. Ila ridwanillah. Wa ila jannah. He is a jannati. That black elderly woman who used to clean the masjid, slave girl in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when she passed away, my Nabi said I can see her, inni ra'aytuha inni ra'aytuha fil jannah I can see her in jannah don't take this lightly become the people of the masjid, Musa alayhi salam is commanded, say to the Bani Israel, kalima namaz kalima namaz and then when they came on this, then the doors to Allah's help open. Allah give us tawfiq wa